the matador of the five towns by arnold bennett chapter three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. we went on the grandstand which was packed with men whose eyes were fixed with an unconscious but intense effort on a common object among the men were a few women in furs and wraps equally absorbed nobody took any notice of us as we insinuated our way up a rickety flight of wooden stairs but when by misadventure we grazed a human being the elbow of that being shoved itself automatically and fiercely outwards to repel i had an impression of hats caps and woolly overcoats stretched in long parallel lines and of grimy raw planks everywhere presenting possibly dangerous splinters save where use had worn them into smooth shininess then gradually i became aware of the vast field which was more brown than green around the field was a wide border of infinitesimal hats and pale faces rising in tiers and beyond this border fences hoardings chimneys furnaces gasometers telegraph poles houses and dead trees and here and there perched in strange perilous places even high up towards the sombre sky were more human beings clinging on the field itself at one end of it were a scattered handful of doll-like figures motionless some had white bodies others red and three were in black all were so small and so far off that they seemed to be mere unimportant casual incidents in whatever recondite affair it was that was proceeding then a whistle shrieked and all these figures began simultaneously to move and then i saw a ball in the air an obscure uneasy murmuring rose from the immense multitude like an invisible but audible vapour the next instant the vapour had condensed into a sudden shout now i saw the ball rolling solitary in the middle of the field and a single red doll racing towards it at one end was a confused group of red and white and at the other two white dolls rather lonely in the expanse the single red doll overtook the ball and scudded along with it at his twinkling toes a great voice behind me bellowed with an incredible volume of sound now joss and another voice further away bellowed now joss and still more distantly the grim warning shot forth from the crowd now joss now joss the nearer of the white dolls as the red one approached sprang forward i could see a leg and the ball was flying back in a magnificent curve into the skies it passed out of my sight and then i heard a bump on the slates of the roof of the grandstand and it fell among the crowd in the stand enclosure but almost before the flight of the ball had commenced a terrific roar of relief had rolled formidably round the field and out of that roar like rockets out of thick smoke burst acutely ecstatic cries of adoration bravo joss good old joss the leg had evidently been joss's leg the nearer of these two white dolls must be joss darling of fifteen thousand frenzied people sterling punched a neighbour in the side to attract his attention what's the score 
he demanded of the neighbour, who scowled and then grinned. Two one again us, the other growled. It'll take our buggers all the time to draw. They're playing a man short. Accident? No, referee ordered him off for rough play. Several spectators began to explain, passionately, furiously, that the referee's action was utterly bereft of common sense and justice, and I gathered that a less gentlemanly crowd would undoubtedly have lynched the referee. The explanations died down, and everybody except me resumed his fierce watch on the field. I was recalled from the exercise of a vague curiosity upon the set, anxious faces around me, by a crashing, whooping cheer, which in volume and sincerity of joy surpassed all noises in my experience. This massive cheer reverberated round the field like the echoes of a battleship's broadside in a fjord, but it was human, and therefore more terrible than guns. I instinctively thought, if such are the symptoms of pleasure, what must be the symptoms of pain or disappointment? Simultaneously with the expulsion of the unique noise, the expression of the faces changed, eyes sparkled, teeth became prominent in enormous uncontrolled smiles. Ferocious satisfaction had to find vent in ferocious gestures, reeked either upon dead wood or upon the living tissues of fellow creatures. The gentle mannerly sound of hand-clapping was a kind of light froth on the surface of the billowy sea of heartfelt applause. The host of the fifteen thousand might have just had their lives saved, or their children snatched from destruction, and their wives from dishonour. They might have been preserved from bankruptcy, starvation, prison, torture. They might have been rewarding with their impassioned worship a band of national heroes. But it was not so. All that had happened was that the ball had rolled into the net of the Manchester Rovers' goal. Knipe had drawn level. The reputation of the five towns before the jury of expert opinion that could distinguish between first-class football and second-class was maintained intact. I could hear specialists around me proving that though Knipe had yet five league matches to play, its situation was safe. They pointed excitedly to a huge hoarding at one end of the ground on which appeared names of other clubs with changing figures. These clubs included the clubs which Knipe would have to meet before the end of the season, and the figures indicated their fortunes on various grounds similar to this ground all over the country. If a goal was scored in Newcastle or in Southampton, the very Peru of first-class football, it was registered on that board and its possible effect on the destinies of Knype was instantly assessed. The calculations made were dizzying. Then a little flock of pigeons flew up and separated, under the illusion that they were free agents and masters of the air, but really wafted away to fixed destinations on the stupendous atmospheric waves of still-continued cheering. After a minute or two, the ball was restarted, and the greater noise had diminished to the sensitive, uneasy murmur, which responded like a delicate instrument to the fluctuations of the game. Each feat and manoeuvre of Knipe drew generous applause in proportion to its intention or its success, and each slight of the Manchester Rovers, successful or not, provoked a holy disgust. 
the attitude of the host had passed beyond morality into religion then again while my attention had lapsed from the field a devilish a barbaric and a deafening yell broke from those fifteen thousand passionate hearts it thrilled me it genuinely frightened me i involuntarily made the motion of swallowing after the thunderous crash of anger from the host came the thin sound of a whistle the game stopped i heard the same word repeated again and again in diverse tones of exasperated fury foul i felt that i was hemmed in by potential homicides whose arms were lifted in the desire of murder and whose features were changed from the likeness of man into the corporeal form of some pure and terrible instinct and i saw a long doll rise from the ground and approach a lesser doll with threatening hands foul foul go at joss knock his neck out joss he tripped thee up there was a prolonged gesticulatory altercation between the three black dolls in leather leggings and several of the white and red dolls at last one of the mannequins in leggings shrugged his shoulders made a definite gesture to the other two and walked away towards the edge of the field nearest the stand it was the unprincipled referee he had disallowed the foul in the protracted duel between the offending manchester forward and the great honest jos myatt he had given another point to the enemy as soon as the host realised the infamy it yelled once more in heightened fury it seemed to surge in masses against the thick iron railings that alone stood between the referee and death the discreet referee was approaching the grandstand as the least unsafe place in a second a handful of executioners had somehow got on to the grass and in the next second several policemen were in front of them not striking nor striving to intimidate but heavily pushing them into bounds get back there cried a few abrupt commanding voices from the stand the referee stood with his hands in his pockets and his whistle in his mouth i think that in that moment of acutest suspense the whole of his earthly career must have flashed before him in a phantasmagoria and then the crisis was past the inherent gentlemanliness of the outraged host had triumphed and the referee was spared served him right if they manhandled him said a spectator ay said another gloomily ay a football association had fined us maybe under a quid and disqualified the ground for the rest of the season damn football association ay but you canna now lads play up nipe now lads give em hotel different voices heartily encouraged the home team as the ball was thrown into play the fouling manchester forward immediately resumed possession of the ball experience could not teach him he parted with the ball and got it again twice the devil was in him and in the ball the devil was driving him towards myatt they met and then came a sound quite new a cracking sound somewhat like the snapping of a bough but sharper more decisive by jove exclaimed stirling that's his bone and instantly he was off down the staircase and i after him but he was not the first doctor on the field 
nothing had been unforeseen in the wonderful organisation of this enterprise a pigeon sped away and an official doctor and an official stretcher appeared miraculously simultaneously it was tremendous it inspired awe in me he asked for it i heard a man say as i hesitated on the shore of the ocean of mud then i knew that it was manchester and not knype that had suffered the confusion and hubbub were in a high degree disturbing and puzzling but one emotion emerged clear pleasure i felt it myself i was aware of joy in that the two sides were now levelled to ten men apiece i was mystically identified with the five towns absorbed into their life i could discern on every face the conviction that a divine providence was in this affair that god could not be mocked i too had this conviction i could discern also on every face the fear lest the referee might give a foul against the hero myatt or even order him off the field though of course the fracture was a simple accident i too had this fear it was soon dispelled by the news which swept across the entire enclosure like a sweet smell that the referee had adopted the theory of a simple accident i saw vaguely policemen a stretcher streaming crowds and my ears heard a monstrous universal babbling and then the figure of stirling detached itself from the moving disorder and came to me well myatt's calf was harder than the other chaps that's all he said which is myatt i asked for the red and white dolls had all vanished at close quarters and were replaced by unrecognisable gigantic human animals still clad however in dolls vests and dolls knickerbockers stirling warningly jerked his head to indicate a man not ten feet away from me this was myatt the hero of the host and the darling of populations i gazed up at him his mouth and his left knee were red with blood and he was piebald with thick patches of mud from his tussled crown to his enormous boot his blue eyes had a heavy stupid honest glance and of the three qualities stupidity predominated he seemed to be all feet knees hands and elbows his head was very small the sole remainder of the doll in him a little man approached him conscious somewhat too obviously conscious of his right to approach myatt nodded you'n settled him seemingly jos said the little man well said myatt with slow bitterness hadn't he been blooming well begging and praying for it all afternoon hadn't he now the little man nodded then he said in a lower tone how's missis like as all together yet said myatt or i'd not a played i bet what he half a dollar is it in her lad said the little man myatt seemed angry wilt bet me half a quid is it in her lad he demanded bending down and scowling and sticking out his muddy chin ay said the little man not blenching evens evens i'll take thee charlie said myatt resuming his calm the whistle sounded and several orders were given to clear the field eight minutes had been lost over a broken leg but stirling said that the referee would surely deduct them from the official time so that after all the game would not be shortened i'll be up yon to-morrow morning 
said the little man myatt nodded and departed charlie the little man turned on his heel and proudly rejoined the crowd he had been seen of all in converse with supreme greatness stirling and i also retired and though jos myatt had not even done his doctor the honour of seeing him neither of us i think was quite without a consciousness of glory i cannot imagine why the rest of the game was flat and tame nothing occurred the match ended in a draw End of chapter three of the matador of the five towns by arnold bennett read by phil benson